welcome to the Technostatic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is Randy. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about some tech topics, dude. We got uh, 12th They're gen. always tech topics, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, of course. That is the podcast. Uh, <laughs> 12th Gen Alder Lake. We'll talk about that in laptops because there's been some exciting stuff, dude, uh, to talk about with that. Uh, Steam Deck in the Wild, an official launch date has been announced, I guess. And then we'll talk about some Samsung uh, Galaxy Unpacked predictions for next month. So, uh, yeah, man, dude, let's... Uh, Let's just start it off, dude. Uh, first off, yeah, you're looking like a nerd today, dude. What dude, is it? Something different nerd. about you. I'm a big nerd. Something, yeah, uh, I don't know what it is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have more eyes than two? Yeah, I don't know, man. You're looking a little goofy, dude. What's yeah, uh, dude. uh, you're gonna make a pretty good thumbnail for our <laughs> for our uh, YouTube, dude. So what's uh, yeah, is that so, it? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, use it. Yeah, okay, use it. Um, so essentially, uh. I probably need glasses, I guess is a good way to put it. Okay, yeah. These are planos, so they're they have no prescription in them. Okay. Uh but they are blue blockers. So Okay, yeah, interesting. So uh, did, so by blue blocker can hold on, hold on, real quick, dude. Okay. Is that like I thought blue blockers was like one of those like gimmicks. I mean they do block blue light. Okay. Right? So like they do so work. So when you wear them, of, does it look like you're in the matrix? Like are you, is it like it, it, it looks like I'm seeing the world through warm too. Okay. Warm too. If two. that makes sense. I love uh, that. Yeah, dude. So like that's kind of the experience you get when you wear them. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily know the science behind them. Okay. But I've been getting like a few headaches lately, like when I'm staring at screens. And I think again it's because I actually need glasses. But yeah. Kelly Kelly's like, you should try a pair of blue blockers. So she brought them over one day and now it's like oh well thank you for buying these i will try them out so okay. i'm trying them out to see if they help with headaches dude they, uh, i don't know what it is dude I, you look like more civilized i don't i don't get it kelly thinks i look good with glasses i think on, you look so. good well, thanks man yeah thanks, dude man. i think you look yeah. good you look smart yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, so you know, it's what it you know, is at least i look smart right? <laughs> uh but you know it's deceiving, uh, but. I'm, I'm probably going to break down and get an eye exam because i think i do need glasses like i was telling I, wow. I was saying the other day, like there's like a, a range of visibility that like I can see perfectly. And then like, there's a range of visibility where I can still see, but I have to squint, uh, right? Like nothing's really blurry, right? Is like, that I like use my... nearsighted, farsighted thing? Like what it's, is it? It's mostly far, like, like stuff farther away. Okay. Like, like I can use my CX 48 at a, at like a hundred percent from about more than an arm's length away and nothing's blurry you okay. know what i mean yeah but like but like if i turned my head what about like couch head, viewing distance like looking at a tv uh like that's fine okay that's fine for um uh like watching shows and stuff like that's not blurry but like if there was like small text on the screen right like okay. a good example is like uh if i'm watching like couch viewing distance and like you know how like at the start of a gamers nexus video they put like the table of contents in the bottom left right I would have to squint to read that. Dang, dude. You need to upgrade your eyes to 4K. You need, yeah, the, you need those glasses. Yeah. So do you wear contacts or anything? I, I no, no. I got pretty yeah. good eyes, man. Yeah. I'm pretty fortunate uh, yeah. where I don't yeah, need nothing. So, so, like, so like I said, like if I did get glasses, I'd probably say that you really don't have to wear them to read stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, okay. But because like i said like you know like sitting here looking at my cx48 like like every piece of text even like right. the small team speak text where right. it shows like the server info like that's crystal clear to me from this distance but it's like farther away smaller text that i struggle with sometimes got it yeah i, th I think it's funny because so, like you know i always talked about how i'm using this uh 
TV. I have zero display scaling or anything. So yeah, in the same way. In yeah. the same way. But like even when I was on the 4K 27 inch, I didn't. And like Amanda was like, everything is so small. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good that way. I got it's used to it. Way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah. it's more screen real estate, you know. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, man. I, uh, I just thought it was interesting. You know, I have a coworker who, uh, you know, in the IT industry, and he, you know, those gamer glasses you can buy. That's gunners. Like, yeah. Yeah, I actually like used yellow. to have a pair of gunners back in the day. Yeah, these are actually yellow. I'm not sure if you can see them. On I can camera see it tint, but it's not like heavy. Like, you know, like those gunners you were saying. Like if I do like a yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But um, uh, yeah, like it's weird. Like putting headphones on is a little weird. Like I kind of have to like yeah put them on and fiddle my, with it. Yeah, yeah. But like now it's fine, right? Right. So, uh, but yeah, but that, it, like he actually wears like the like the MLG Pro Gamer ones. Like in the office, he would like, you know, and and I'm like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like it's almost like a blue light sort of filter, right? Like it's the same kind of yellow situation. Right. Um, These actually came with like a little blue light LED to like test, right? So like it came with like a little paper and then you would shine the blue light through it. And I'm like, this is a gimmick. Like, give me a flashlight. I bet it does the same thing. And it didn't. And then I tried it without the glasses and then put like a, like a burn mark on the paper. Oh, wow. Uh, So like they definitely block blue LEDs. You know, I can't sit here and tell you if it actually gives you any sort of benefit or not. But I kind of like warm too anyway. So, you know. Well, yeah. you know, I kind of like to, yeah. in the evening, like, you know how Apple has True Tone and stuff like that? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I kind of dig that, you know? like Oh, and, I do too. I do too. Um, like, if I'm not doing color-sensitive work and I just kind of want a vibe, like, I kind of yeah. don't mind, like, the True Tone being on or, like, Night Shift. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I keep Night Shift on on my phone and my Mac. I think it's a nice feature. I like it. It's just kind of like in the evenings. Like, they say blue light kind of uh, causes sleep problems and stuff and, like... So it's kind of nice in the evenings to just be like, you know how like, like in my house, like most of my bulbs are all like warmer, you know, because typically if I'm, you know, it's at night when you use them. So you kind of like, uh, I, I don't know. I like the warmer tones typically. Same, uh, same. For indoor lighting. But like some people will be like, nah, dude, we're going to use like the cool whites. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this looks yeah. like a clinic, dude, like in a bad well, way. Though. I mean, that's what kind of sold me on the meme light, dude, was yeah. when I saw a temperature control. Because I'm like, I don't want this LED on my desk. No, no, it's nice. Like uh, the you meme I mean? light, for those that aren't uh, yeah. in the know, dude, that Ben Q sells is like light that you can put at the top of your uh, monitor. And it's actually really nice. Uh, I have a pretty dark desk because like... All the lights in this room. Dark are desk of, or dank desk? <laughs> well, now that I have the the dank light, dude, I, I have both. Yeah. Well, a bright desk now. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up so people can see it. But um, uh, it's a desk light. Um, hold on. What is Mine's it? Mine's seven stops away, dude. Dang, it's on the way, dude. We can get your first impressions on the podcast, dude. Um, what's it called? The BenQ what? Screen Bar Plus. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to find it, like, and I'm not getting it. What? Why aren't I getting it on Amazon? Hold on. I just bought it on oh, Amazon. Oh, I'm dumb. That's why. Okay, uh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to show the podcast. You can't see what I'm seeing. But, yeah, this is it on Amazon. BenQ Screen Bar Plus e-reading LED, blah, blah, computer monitor light lamp. This is what it looks like. It goes to the top of your monitor plugs into it with the usb and i like it because uh, it comes with this dial you can adjust it and uh you can adjust the color temperature as well as like the brightness and it's 
interesting. I know Randy had a lot of concerns and questions about, like, is it going to glare on your screen? The answer is no. Is it going to impact your screen at all? The answer is no. Like, it is well-directed, and you can adjust it. Uh, it lets you kind of spin it more forward and back where you want the light to kind of project. But I notice uh, no impact on the screen, even if it's And no notch, off. right? No notch. No notch. It, You know, I could take a little picture of what it looks like. Uh, you know, cause it does overlay onto the top of the screen, but like it stops before it gets to the pixels, like halfway mm-hmm. on the bezel basically. So, cause there is a bezel on this, you know, screen that's basically bezel-less. There is a bezel and it's only like halfway on the bezel. So no worries there. So it's a real nice like product. I kind of like, it's expensive. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, you I, know what else kind of really sold me on this, light, but it's dude. aesthetic dude. I watched a lot of like third party reviewers on YouTube. Yeah. And given the price of the light, you know, for those who are listening and not viewing, it's $139. Yeah. Uh, which is expensive for a desk light, right? Absolutely. But every single person said that the price was worth it. You know, like there was not one person that's like, it's expensive. I'd buy a knockoff. Like right. no one said that. You know what I Nobody mean? Nobody said that. Everybody so, was yeah. like, if you're, you know, this is nice for color grade type of stuff because it doesn't really. Uh, impact the screen or anything it's kind of just uh, illuminating your room and then you can adjust the color temperature so you can make it yeah match your environment so it's just a professional looking light you know and i needed something on my desk if i had more room i might do like a lamp or something you know just to uh make it look aesthetic but well um this looks pretty clean too and here's it's kind of out like, of the way and it's for automatic. those of you who have seen my desk, I'm still going to keep my two like aesthetic lamp- lamps at the end of the desk. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because because my desk is 80, 87 inches long. Yeah, it's a big desk. But my core area right here in front of me that doesn't get illuminated by those lamps. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's so. true. It's it's perfect for like just lighting up your area, yeah. like your workspace. I guess like it really lights up the mouse pad, like the keyboard mouse like situation. I kind of it, you can work with this light. You can turn it up and down. It has like an auto brightness adjust uh, that it does where you hit it and then it'll like automatically adjust to ambient light. Um, so it's it's super nice. I, I love how yeah. configurable it is. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so you'll get that and then we'll, we'll get your review on it. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I do want to, I, I actually did want to add one other thing on, on the, on the desk light because we're kind of talking about kind of ties into like the glasses situation. Yeah. Apparently lighting up your periphery with something like a screen light also could help eye strain. So, yeah. That's what they say. You don't want to like just have your screen, right, uh, right. be your only light source. So I'd like to have lights on in the room, even when I'm like, unless I'm movie watching and I want to yeah. have like an OLED movie watching experience, like I'll have the lights on most of the time. Uh, sure, if not sure. dim, uh, I love having dimmable lights. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for the most part, so yeah, it's always nice to yeah. kind of uh, be able to. Now adjust I vibe that. with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm all about lighting, dude. Like it's lighting is such a key thing for aesthetic. Like in a room, it's key, dude. But yeah, so and and you have like uh, you have like a drop ceiling, right? With like I do uh, have a drop ceiling, but I have shitty lights in there because they are PWM, and you probably see it flicker if you watch. Yeah, and they say PWM lights like actually cause strain too, right? They do because they flicker. Like even if you don't realize it, it's still flickering. So, and like I don't know if it's one of those things that like your brain cancels it out, Mm. uh, because um, it's like 
many of you may may already know this. I don't know, but like y- your brain blocks out being able to see your nose. Like your eyes can actually see your nose. Oh right? yeah. And like if you focus on your nose, you can see it. But like when you're just doing normal day to day looking around, your brain focuses out your nose. That's nutty, isn't it? So <laughs> I don't know if like your brain is just focusing out the, the the like pulsing, or if you physically can't see it, or if it affects you on like a different level. I'm not that smart on that topic right but but there is science behind that that pwm lights could also affect that okay yeah, yeah i don't know it's uh hopefully you can get your headaches out of the way or your, yeah. your strain because that yeah. sucks man i get your eye examined yeah i'm going uh, to i'm going to yeah yeah because that's a pain dude like yeah. we're in our jobs dude we're around screens all day and then it doesn't help that what we like to do is revolved around screens half the time so yeah you kind of want to get that figured out but yeah, man, let's roll into our first topic, man. We got 12th sure, Gen Alder Lake. Sure. And, you know, I kind of slept on this. I wasn't really interested uh, as far as laptops I mean, go because, like, I just bought a Mac. So I was already kind of hyped on Apple Silicon. But, I mean, I got to say, like, you threw me some graphs from Dave2D uh, on YouTube. And, like, I, you know, I was like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty Dan, good, right? dude. Like, yeah. the, the, the specs are pretty good. So tell me about 12th Gen Alder Lake and what it means for the laptop space. Cause we already know what it's doing on the desktop. Side. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, essentially on the laptop space, right? Like it's, it seems to be giving us this, this, this really interesting power curve where, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit first and kind of explain just how basically 12th gen architecture is. So um, on the desktop side, uh, if you guys are kind of more familiar with like the overclocking side of processors, which by the way, Intel 12th gen has made overclocking great again. So like if you're into tinkering and stuff, it's a, it's a whole new world out there. So in what way, like if you could two second, give me. Like how is it, how is it making sure? So, so essentially like when like we had like the great, Zen three, uh, like kind of like peak, you know, like PBO is pretty much it, right? Like you're not yeah. going to get a lot of performance out of overclocking. Uh, well, Intel changes that again, you know, thank God, because I like overclocking. I like getting more power of my hardware. It's fun to tweak things and to tinker and to constantly, you know, see improvements. Um, that being said, uh, Intel, well, on, on on the desktop side, I don't think this really applies to their mobile thing, but I just kind of want to get it yeah, go out ahead. of the way. Is like those of you who are familiar with like uh, Intel overclocking and like Intel Turbo Boost 2.0 and 3.0 and stuff, um, there's different levels of TDP. So like there's a base TDP that the processor operates at base clocks, and then it's allowed to exceed that under Turbo Boost. Uh, well, with 12th gen, they made PL1, which is power limit, PL1 equal PL2. So that means that the 12th gen desktop processors can just turbo boost indefinitely. Wow. Because, because there's no longer like, 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 like time cycles to hit certain t- target limits. So Intel was just like, all those limits, gone. Nice. W- w- which is kind of cool for like the desktop enthusiast, right? That PL1 equals PL2. So it basically just has a turbo boost TDP and that's it. There's no, uh, there's no, like, it, it's technically in there under PL1, but it equals PL2, so it's the same value. You're right. Okay. Uh, so like it's it's really it's re- it's really exciting stuff. Okay. Wow. I mean um, that's really good. So, and I mean you've overclocked your system on the desktop side, and you've had good yeah, results, right? I, I I've had extremely good results. Um, Asus kind of does this thing now where like when you overclock, they'll tell you like what percentage of an overclock you have, and I'm running like a Lian Lee Galahad 360 AIO, so I'm not on custom water anymore. Okay, and yeah. I have a 71 percent overclock. 
Um, that's kind of busted. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And, and 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 like that's averaging out across the P cores and the E cores. What's right? your P cores at right now? Uh, let me pull up XT and I can tell you exactly what. Yeah, sure. My, uh, my P cores are at. Um, also, per core overclocking is the way to go now because of things like Thread Director. Dude, and, that makes it so good. Thread Director is like a game that. changer. I think it really is. It really is. So, like, uh, so I have so there's obviously eight P cores on here, right? So yeah. I have three cores at fifty five. Okay. And five cores at fifty four. Okay. That's a that's a multiplier. So so three, so three cores at five point five, and then five cores at. Uh, uh, fifty four hundred megahertz. Right, and then and, and then I have my efficiency core ratios, which is my E cores at forty one hundred megahertz. So let me ask you a little bit about Thread Direct Director, because obviously sure. the, I think Thread Director and like the big little uh style of twelfth gen is really kind of a game changer, even on the desktop. So. Like Thread Director kind of makes it all possible where it can, uh, you know, tell uh, applications which cores it can use and stuff. Like it's, right, it's directing right. the uh, workloads to the optimal cores. So you said you had different P cores at different clocks. I do. I That's do. weird. So, like, yeah. how does the system handle that? Can it determine, like, okay, we're going to give the most demanding tasks to the highest clocked P core. It does. It does. No way. So it does. So like, so like, I, I, I think it's theoretically like my core two, four and no, two, five and six are my best silicon core. So those are the ones at 5.5. Okay. Right. So if I run like single thread Cinebench, that's the core that'll get used. No way. Not core zero. Like it, like it was on windows. Typically. 10. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I'm playing a game that's like single core or dual core, it'll load up those 5.5 cores first. Wow. That's, it's so game changing. Like yeah, Windows really has been really garbage is. when it comes yeah. to being able to efficiently use the the CPUs in the past, right. and like this is seriously because like I don't see I didn't see a reason to per core overclock before if Windows isn't going to use my best core for the single core application. So like, what was the point? But now right. it's like uh, it it's like the only time per core overclock mattered before is if you hard disabled other cores or use so process like, lasso you can use process lasso so too. what was that dude like uh, process lasso was something that like you manually had to assign oh but, like, so you could you tell could take people. like warzone to only use this core and then and that was a very manual as example. Okay. it was a very manual thing and then like yeah. it messed up some other applications it, it was at a software level it Process lasso is something that was kind of like a last-ditch effort. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, something exists to make it work, but it wasn't yeah. optimal. But, like, now it's automatic. And it should have been like this forever, dude. Like, why are we just now getting this? <laughs> you know, but I love that yeah. we got it. So is Mac OS uh, and or maybe Linux, I mean, obviously they handle things a little bit different than Windows. Sure. Um, do you think, like, they had better thread management, core management than windows 10 and do you think um, um like because i feel like just off of the way mac os functions that it's a little bit better but i could be just so uh, under mirrors. sure so under intel mac i'm going to say no pretty confidently okay um but on on um on m1 silicon it 100 percent does well, it would uh, make sense. So we're now on the big little, right? So like it would make sense that Apple Silicon would be able to 
use the big little in an efficient manner right okay so it would have to have a thread director like technology to be able to direct the uh i guess whatever applications to whatever cores you have in a meaningful way right like sure, it would have sure. to, uh, and they've been doing it on mobile for so long so i'd imagine that they now under apple silicon they're doing an excellent job at it and it but, shows uh, yeah it shows it really does you know so so i mean this is great dude because they they're gonna bring that amazing performance that they have on the desktop. They're bringing what it else, to laptops, right? What else Thread Director? Uh, what, excuse me. What else Thread Director does that's really smart uh, is it will load up like 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 loads intelligently, right? Yeah. So it it will load up one thread per P core because they're hyperthreaded cores, right? Right. But it'll load and, and like if you're familiar with how hyperthreading works, like you technically have two processes, but it's sending the instruction sets to one core. Correct. So that so so there is a small performance hit, but it's a net gain overall. Right. right. So what thread director will do is it will load up one thread per P core and load up all the E cores before moving on to the hyper threaded P cores. Okay. That's really smart. That's really smart. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's super good. So, um, and they're bringing, so I'm just excited because like the efficiency side is going to have some serious gains, uh, in the laptop space. So now we have 12th gen. Yeah. What is it? An MSI laptop everyone's getting their hands on right now? Yeah, the MSI G76. It has a 12900HK yeah. and a 3080Ti mobile. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty nutty. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I mean, this is a beast of a machine. So from what everyone's saying as far as like benchmarks are going, uh, they're going wild. Like the performance seems like it's... Uh, I think Linus from uh, Linus Tech Tips said like fifteen percent faster across the board, but I don't think that tells the whole story because it's a little bit faster than that actually. I mean, yeah. I mean this 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 mobile processor uh, completely walks all over a desktop eleven nine hundred K and walks right. all over a desktop. Yeah, fifteen uh, percent doesn't seem yeah. significant, but yeah. there's more to the story. So, like, what are we talking about, like? They they said like the cores and thread count kind of nutty, uh, and the multi cores kind of nutty on these chips, um, which is significant because AMD normally had the crown when it comes to multi core performance, and 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 now Intel is coming out swinging. So I think that that's pretty fascinating, right? But not only that, but their single core remains top tier. Uh, and what was it? Dave Two D said like. These chips uh, are probably outperforming whatever you have on the desktop right now, and that's kind of crazy because this is a laptop chip. Yeah, the only thing that's not outperforming um, in multi-threaded is a uh, 5950X okay. and a 12900K desktop, and I think a 12700K desktop too. So it makes sense, uh, right? The 5950X being 16-core, 32-thread, it just has way more uh, cores. That's you know, that's all it is. It, what, what is that? Sorry. The 5950X, right? right so it's got right, the 16 right, cores, yeah. 32 threads. So it's just going to, it just has the raw horsepower available to it. Um, even if it, you know, can't run as well per core as like, you know, Intel's best. Um, it's still just outperforming it just because it has just the raw numbers. But like, you know, I'm going to put up that graph I just linked to you because you linked it to me a while back. So it's right. that, uh, in, it's from Intel, I think here. So for the viewers out there, this is like a uh, a graph. You know, we're tired of these graphs a little bit because they're a little misleading. But mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny because this is a very Apple graph. Tell me, this doesn't look like exactly what it looks like an Apple graph. This looks yeah. exactly what Apple put out to a T, dude. To a T. 
So this is pretty funny. You see the M1 Max chip, which is the same chip in my M1 Max equipped MacBook Pro. Uh, Apple Silicon, their best in class chip. And then you can see Intel Core i9, 12900HK, rocketing above it. Uh, And this is pretty interesting because... According to this, they're going to outperform the M1 Max significantly uh, per watt, which is fascinating. So what do you think about what? What do you interpolate from this uh, graph here? What, what's your impression here? I could tell you that, I, I, I mean, if I'm reading this graph correctly, at 35 watts, right. it's beating the M1 Max. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that 35 watts is full pa- is full package draw on the M1 Max, is it? Is that like having the GPU and the CPU loaded up? So I wanted to bring this up because if you look at a lot of the benchmarks people are running, this is a uh, the MSI. What, what do we just G seventy six or yeah MSI G seventy six isn't equipped with the thirty eighty Ti. And the thing about Apple M one uh, the SOC is it has the uh, you know the GPU component embedded into the SOC, right? So yeah, I don't understand what they're measuring because. Like it's the M1 Max SOC, um, it, it's it's a combined GPU and CPU package, right? It's everything all in one, right? That, that's the whole thing about SOC. Whereas right. the Intel i9 is purely, uh, you know, just CPU grunt. So sure. and like so, some of these benchmarks you see are like including the 3090 or 3080 Ti's um, Max Q edition, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. So it's including the fact that you have a 3080 uh, Ti. But, okay, so that's cool. The performance is bu- busted. But if you think about, like, per watt, the M1 Max can outperform uh, the G76 in performance per watt if you include the graphics metrics. Because Right, like, right. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, if you're running a GPU and CPU task on a... Uh, a G76 MSI machine with Intel's best, and then you have uh, NVIDIA's best GPU. You're, right. you're, I don't know what the uh, power draw is on that, but it's going to be nutty, right? Whereas the M1 Max can do uh, its graphics demanding tasks at a significantly lower draw, I th- I'm pretty damn sure. Do you do you have any kind of numbers on... Um, on, the, on the integrated graphics? On, well... Yeah, actually, that'd be an interesting thing to know. I don't. I don't, sadly. I I haven't looked them up uh, just because I'm not really in the market for it. Yeah, I know. But, Same here. Uh, it does run the new XE architecture right now. Okay. And, like, I theoretically have it in my okay. my desktop because it's, it's a non-F SKU. Right. So I'm confused here, dude. So on this graph, sorry to, to uh, interrupt. So check this out, dude. So you have... At the bottom, they say 100% equals Core i9. Uh, what is that? Core i9, 11980HK, 45 watts. So mm-hmm. what are we looking at here? Is that- so 100% on this scale for relative performance yeah. is their old top-of-the-line processor. Okay, so they're basically saying, like, we are well above our right, old right. best. So so the 11980HK is basically was basically on par with the M1 Max in terms yeah. of CPU so performance. So you can see it on the graph there. And, like, yeah. The, yeah. the performance you get per watt, like, it is, like, almost flat. <laughs> yeah. This line is almost flat, like... You can pump power into it, and you're not getting much out of it. Right, right. And then the 5900HX, is that, like, the best from AMD on the, the CPU side? Yes. As far as, like, 
currently uh, currently they, they announced that, that i believe the 6000 series soc apus whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. uh just recently at ces but they're not out yet so like we don't really have any numbers on them besides the marketing stuff right they, they pushed out it's weird because it's like the 11980HK is like a flat line almost, whereas like you can see a lot more curve in like the 12900HK. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what are you saying? Like that you can get like more perf- performance increases per watt, I guess. Like, uh, I think, I think that, you know, what's really interesting about the Alder Lake architecture uh, specifically is um, that. And, and, and like if if you guys ever get like down the down the rabbit hole of overclocking this stuff, um, so the P cores are called Golden Cove, right? Like so, if you're familiar with like the Intel's kind of like naming structure, there's been like you know like like different coves, Sandy Bridge, Sandy Lake, Ice Lake, all that nonsense. Um, so the P cores are called uh, uh, Golden Cove, and the and, and the E cores are called Gracemont. So they're actually two separate kind of like like, like core architectures that operate differently, and because the efficiency cores are designed to be low wattage low power um if you achieve any sort of like 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 package voltage increase uh that's basically free for the e-cores because the e-cores are getting extremely way more voltage than they need and this is true in overclocking on the on the on the desktop so there's no longer like v-core on on alder lake i mean there is but it's obviously there's still v-core but it's labeled like uh um uh i i think i think it's like um VCCIT, which right. is which is basically the entire package because it's giving package to the the IMC, the P cores, and the E cores. Right. And and let's say you put your P cores at like one point three five volts because they're they're more they're 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 more power hungry, they're more powerful. The E cores also get that same voltage. Right. So like you 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 almost get like free to the moon overclocking on the E cores. Okay. So you know like I I, I think that helps out a lot. To be honest with you, you know, because like a lot of what computers do is like multi, uh, like like, like out of order processing, right? right? Like these aren't these aren't single order processing ASICs; they're out of order processing. So right. like if you can offshoot some of those to like E cores and then get even more performance out of those, I think you're going to see like a pretty sizable jump in performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that that's what like most of your uh, computer tasks are going to get thrown at is these E cores, and like you're going to see your P cores chew on whatever like big thing you're doing like mm-hmm. uh, your main thing right and then everything else is going to be e-core action so yeah i mean definitely having e-cores is going to be good and being able to boost those is going to be good and what do you think the significance of ddr5 is with these laptops because it seems like ddr5 is actually very significant like it's giving performance gains that uh, are actually tangible and it's worth the upgrade to get like what do you think about ddr5 DDR5 is in, is in its infancy right now. Um, I think it's worth getting specifically because um, you want the motherboard that supports DDR5. But like, this is going back. I'm showing my age. But like when <laughs> DDR4 first came out, like that, right? Like right. It, it, there almost wasn't that much of, of, of a performance improvement over DDR3. Right. And, and that's because like it's still in its infancy, right? So like my RAM is running at like 5200 megahertz which is nutty right but it's yeah. also 40 cast latency so it kind of balances itself out right okay Got so it. so it's it's probably on par with a really good ddr4 kit currently mm. but eventually we're going to see ddr5 6000 and that cast latency over time is just going to come down okay come down and come down and come down so we have so, yet to see the best of ddr5 is what you're getting at. right so like the these numbers you see right here on like the 12900k uh, and the 12900hk 
uh, DDR5 isn't really, you know, pumping those numbers. So if you're thinking, oh, Intel is just, you know, sucking off DDR5, and when Ryzen gets DDR5, you're going to see similar gains over there. That's not the case. Okay. Uh, RAM performance is is roughly normalized right now, just because DDR5 is still in its infancy, and and and, and we only have like I think two companies making microcontrollers for mm. for, for for DDR5 right now. So one of the things that. Uh, you know, obviously we've been big fans of Apple Silicon, you know, the M1 right. chip and then the M1 Pro and Max. And I was obviously, you know, I basically said to myself, like, these chips can't be beat. Uh, these chips are unreal. Well, and I'm finding that uh, at least in performance, they can, right? Yeah, performance, um, they get crushed. They get um, crushed. But uh, I think that what we're looking at here is uh, at the cost of battery life. I was and, just going to say that. So like, right. so like, I think with Intel, you're really getting into that territory of I could buy a laptop and be a true to life desktop replacement. Yeah. Which is, uh, I mean, whereas, awesome. whereas with like your M1 Max and your M1 Pros, they offer insane performance and have insane battery life. Yeah. You I'm know? starting so, to wonder if I'll need a desktop at some point. Like, I might just have a Windows laptop and my Well, MacBook. it's scary <laughs> to me already, dude. It's scary to me already because my my overclock... Um, uh, is, is, like, pretty high, right? Yeah, of course. And, and I get, like, 29,000 on Cinebench R23. Yeah. I think that day two D one got like eighteen thousand, like like eighteen thousand three hundred and ninety two wow. on, on on the twelve nine hundred HK. Yeah. So so that's that, that's like only thirty three percent slower than a full fat desktop chip. Yeah. At their, and it's their first attempt at this. I know. Like, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Pr- yeah. And like, if yeah. you think about like how much we spend for our desktop setups as a whole, right? You know right. what I mean? Right. And then no, you think about like, I okay, agree. well, yeah. I could just get a laptop, dude, yeah. like, and have like. Um, everything, yeah. keyboard, mouse, obviously trackpad, whatever, uh, and monitor. Like I could just plug it into a monitor. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, like I could buy a laptop, plug it into a desktop setup, like one cable setup. And then like, I think the only drawback is like, you're going to have fans that are kind of audibly loud, right? Like running at that sort of, yeah, the, 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 the GS 76 is pretty loud. Yeah. I, it's I, loud. I, I think he clocks in at like 58 or 62 decibels. Which yeah. Is, which is and not, it's not necessarily a thin boy yeah. ultra book either, you know? And, uh, it's not bad. Like the G 76 looks pretty good, but it's still like, uh, not as, it's not as small as like, you know, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now, and it doesn't look bad from the marketing. But you know, it could yeah. be the angles they're showing it at. But uh, I mean, the the, the, the GS76. Yeah, it has like that diffused light bar in front, which is kind of subtle and nice. Yeah, so I'll I'll show a uh, I'll show the podcast the the website I have for their uh, what is this is this it the GE76 here? Yeah, the GE76. Okay, yeah, so. I mean, this is a pretty sleek looking laptop and it's got this light bar. Here's the light bar. You can see if you're a viewer, uh, I don't, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's RGB, so you can change the look of it. I, I guess. would just put it on like a warm ambient color. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what I, I probably too. would too. Yeah. Cause I'm into that warm aesthetic too. Like if Same. you go to like, you, 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 you've probably been on the battle station subreddit and you, like, I love the warmer setups, you know, Same. like they got plants, they got like wood, yeah. they got I'm like, down with, I, I'm not down with gamer aesthetic, dude. Not anymore. Like I've kind of grown out of gamer aesthetic. Like yeah. I respect the gamer aesthetic hustle, but like I'm, I've kind of grown out of it and I'm in that like Same. cozy aesthetic now. 
cozy uh, yeah i like that cozy like plants cozy. like wood like give me a warm light the yeah. orange you know what i mean like i like that stuff now dude I don't same know. same it's just like cozy i don't know i dig it uh, dude i'm a fan of cozy yeah 100 percent. but uh yeah man i mean this uh i i think this is interesting because obviously you have insane performance you know i was i was uh I was in a conversation um, with a buddy of mine. Uh, you know, you know Ben. Uh, he, we've been hunting with him on Monster Hunter, Fubsy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so he's a student, and he's in the market for a new laptop. And uh, you how old is he? How what is it? Is he our age? Or is yeah, he he's our age. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he's our age. He's in the market for a new laptop. He said he doesn't want a gaming laptop. He just wants like a great uh, laptop for school. And I tried to sell him on a MacBook Air. You were there for that, right? Yeah, like, it's, I, I would I recommend like, that too. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I, I was like, my guy, dude, MacBook Air, dude. That's like, it's like done. Um, but you know what he decided with? Uh, he went and looked at, I think it was a, a computer store or something like that, uh, and he fell in love with the XPS 13, the Dell XPS 13, Oof. and. Oof. Like, well, okay, interesting. So what do you say, oof? Because it seems like a good machine, dude. Like, I have one at work, and it's pretty nice. You just got uh, one, right? Yeah. And, For work? And, 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 and it's already had a mainboard replacement and a, and a top case replacement. Uh, no. Already? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why? What happened? I We opened it one day, and the screen never came back on. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Dang. So you had to RMA it. Okay. No, yeah. actually, we had the warranty. So a Dell tech came out and replaced the main board. What? Um, on site? On site. And what then the f- I don't know if he applied the the uh, the uh, thermal paste at all, because then right after that, like as soon as he left for like the next week, we've been getting thermal over temp warnings on it. Oh, my God. Uh, dude. So so I'm kind of bitter to, on, on Dell XPS machines. Like they're dead to me now. <sighs> you know, I... Uh... I kind of, I thought about this a lot this morning because I was like, damn it, dude. Like, I, I wish I, I was like, normally I'm a salesman, dude. Like, normally I can sell people on tech. Yeah. You ever do that? You ever have buddies? All the that time. You, yeah, exactly. We sell each other all the time, dude. Well, yeah, we do it to each other. But like, I have other <laughs> friends, like yeah. in, when I was in the Navy, I remember I bought a laptop. It was like a, uh, uh, what the hell? It was a gateway. <sighs> it was a gateway laptop when I was in the Navy. So it was like probably 2008, 2009. And like. I bought like a gateway laptop from Best Buy and it was like the best value laptop at the time. It was like hands down. Sure. And like it was, uh, I remember I sold that to at least four people on the ship. Like I had four other people in the (laughs) Navy that I got to buy the same laptop as me because I sold it on them. And like, so I consider myself kind of a salesman, dude. Like I'm able to sell people on tech and like I couldn't for the life of me sell them on the MacBook, you know? And I, I was like, dang, dude, my pride. But that's because it's so hard to sell Apple stuff to people that aren't Apple fans, like, or haven't used their products, and or like they're afraid of the learning curve. And it's like, sure. I kind of, I feel like, dang it, dude, like you are missing out on a you are. like a, you a are. banger machine. And um, but like the like here's the thing: the Dell XPS 13, given it doesn't have a issue uh, like yours did, uh, it's a pretty sexy package, at least from the uh, the outside looking in, right? Like. The display is better than the MacBook Airs. Like, it's touchscreen. It's like, it depends if you get the OLED one or not. What one do you have? Do I have the OLED one. Yeah, I have the OLED one, too. I, I, you know, so I don't know what the non-OLED screen looks like. So, But I'd say the OLED one looks really nice. Like the it, Oh, 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 oh the screen? super good. The screen is super inky, dude. Like, the it's screen is inky. really nice. Like, I don't want to say it's nicer than my 
work 16 m1 max i think that one's nicer still i think the mac yeah i think the m1 max screen is better because you're looking at mini led and yeah. it's like uh dcip3 100 cover coverage and uh, you know it's like uh color gamut so it's like really good like the screen technology is actually really good i think the only area it kind of falters is like that uh uh pixel response time like we talked about but like mm-hmm. other than that the pixel the actual uh, presentation of the Mac, uh, the M1 Max, but like uh, talking yeah. about just like the base MacBook Air display versus like the 13 inch, like this. If you're like the initial first impression is going to be out of this world with the uh, Dell, you know, because sure, you're going to see that sure. inky yeah. screen. You're going to see like there are no bezels and shit. Uh, but you know, that's the thing about Windows laptops is like they hit you with that first impression, but. Like after that honeymoon period is over, you start to realize like the flaws in the execution. And I feel like that's something you wouldn't really experience on the air. The air kind of like was good all year long, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. the M1 chip never stopped being good and it's not going to stop being good for like many years in my opinion. Right. I, I don't disagree with you. So I, I, I think the longevity is definitely there. Yeah. I think so. I think it's one of the few uh, machines that's going to like stick with people for a long time. You know what I mean? Like think about the Mm -hmm. M1. I feel like any M1 equipped machine because of the quality of components, because you have top tier SSD, top tier screen. Well, relatively, right? Like it's not like a good, but it's like a good screen. You know, it doesn't look bad. I, I think you also get that like Apple reliability. You know, and like that's something that like sounds fanboyish, but like it does, you if you, a, especially if you're Lewis uh, Rossman, who's like Ro- Rossman Repair Group. He's like, nah, dude, Mac's reliable, but like, come on, dude, he sees like every bad Mac they've ever made. I, I was gonna say though, like, <laughs> like, 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 Mac books have a large market share. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, obviously you're, and, and, and like, I don't know, like, like, obviously you're gonna get them in, you know. So, dude, you know what's funny? You actually yeah. bring up a good point. I told my buddy Ben, I was like, if you're gonna buy a laptop, I don't care if it's a MacBook or a Dell or whatever. What you don't buy is the laptop that like only a handful of people are gonna buy. Right, right. You buy the Dell because a million people are gonna buy that Dell, and Dell's right. gonna support the shit out of it. Don't right. buy the Razer Blade that a handful of people are gonna buy, and right. then like they don't they drop support and like the drivers suck. Even the surfaces get that shitty treatment. Like I, I told him, I was they like, do. dude, the yeah. Surface Book 2 was Microsoft's flagship at one point. I yeah, had they, it. They shit on that, dude. They shit on yeah. it. Microsoft, Microsoft's own updates fucking broke it. You know what I mean? I was like, what kind of shit is that? Yeah. So, you know, at least you can rely on Dell uh, to at least support their shit. Like, I think that sure. if, if, if anybody's going to support any laptop, I think the Dell XPS line's going to get that. Because it's oh, just yeah. so popular. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I think that... I think that in a vacuum, if the MacBook didn't exist, I would have a Dell. Yeah, because we talked about it. Like the, it's like we talked about it because uh, we, I was looking at what was it, the Framework laptop, and oh, you were gross. like, yeah, yeah, gross. Get the fuck. It's cool. It is gross. It's cool. Dude, it's it's a cool concept, but it's just, it's gross for the same reason I told you why it's gross before. Well, you pointed to the Dell XPS, and you're like, tell me would which one yeah. you'd rather get, and I was like, well, yeah. of course the Dell. Because the Dell is just better value, right? Like it's it's got better components per dollar than the framework. The framework's gimmick isn't enough for me to spend more on it uh, for the for the you know for what I get, which is just modular USB C stuff. You know what I mean? 
Like, I have a USB-C dongle, dude. I don't need, like, uh, modular ports. Like, I, I got a dongle with all ports I want on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, man, like, I don't know. What do you think about uh, the choice been made with the XPS 13? Because uh, I feel like a MacBook Air would have been enough, and it's probably cheaper, right? It, oh, it's, it's it's definitely cheaper. World's cheaper. Uh, uh, I mean, I would prefer the air, right? But it also depends because I'm not sure what he's in school for, right? Like, you, if he's going for 3D design, then obviously the MacBook's out of the question. No, he's doing like a computer um, science thing. Oh, I'm well, pretty then sure. I would get a MacBook. Yeah. So, like, one of the, you know what I, man, if Ben listens to this, I feel bad, or if any of the friends tell him, but I was like, no, why? Well, I, I, I mean, it's, here's my it's, criticism it's something we didn't tell him in person. Here's my right? criticism of his choice because, sure. like, I think objectively, the XPS 13 is like, a good it's probably the best windows based choice he could have made um for what he was doing right but i if still, he wanted windows i think yeah, he made a good choice i yeah. think he made a good choice but i think that the mac would have been the better choice for a couple reasons one of them is you're you're trying to break into like the it industry right so you're telling me that you don't have the patience to learn a new os when you're about to have yeah that's a, you're about that's to a, be yeah. learning like windows server 2016 and higher like uh, what are we on? Like 2019 or some shit? Windows yeah, Server? 2019, yeah. Yeah, we have 2016 at work right now, so so that's why I said that. And, and I'm like, you don't have the patience to learn like how you can't control C, control V. You had to hit command, C, yeah. command V. You don't have the Same patience thing, to learn key. new yeah. shit, and you're about to be plus in it's, a... Plus, Mac OS is based off of BSD, and like BSD, like once you get used to like terminal commands, like that's so helpful. You know, yeah, I, 100%. I like you're, you're going to... It's like you're about to break into an IT industry, but you can't like adapt to a new OS. It's like adaptability is like going to be your key selling point when you become an IT. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like you might as well start now, dude. You might. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's the way I see it. But uh, but yeah, I, I think that you know he was concerned about running certain things that the school might want to run. I'm like, dude, it can run Office. Uh, so and if you really cared, you could run Parallels or something. But anyway. Yeah. If he doesn't have the patience for it, uh, that's another thing. Because I can get it, dude. Like, you know, we don't all have unlimited hours to fuck around. No, I understand that. I understand that. Let let let, let me tell you something real quick, dude. So, Minecraft, right? I told you we were playing Minecraft with the family, Mm -hmm. right? So, I, you know, Amanda and I were on our MacBooks. She was on her MacBook Air, and I was on my uh, M1 Max MacBook Pro uh, 14 inch. And, like, I had to plug mine in right away, by the way, because it was dying immediately. And then her air was chugging along because at max TDP, it's like fucking fine. You know what I mean? For hours. So, but one thing that we have a problem with with Minecraft specifically is it was using uh, Java. The Minecraft's a Java game, at least, uh, you know, the, the version we were playing. And it was mm. running it through Rosetta uh, Rosetta 2. So you're getting some serious performance degradation. Like sure. her frame rate was like, let me just say it was like 10. You know what I mean? 10 frames a second or something terrible. Maybe it was even less. You know what I mean? It felt like unplayable. And but but there's a hacker. There's a hacky way to make it work uh, native. So you can make Java work natively uh, and run Minecraft through native ARM Java. Uh, so somebody made like a wrapper. And it's this big convoluted process. Well, anyway, let me just tell you, it took like two to three hours to get her to be able to play Minecraft native ARM. Uh, sure. And like. You know, I don't blame someone like Ben from not wanting to spend three hours trying to get his program to work when he, he could get going in five minutes or less on a yeah. Windows machine. Yeah, so I, I mean, 
granted, I get it. I get it. But like, dude, you know how well it works though? Uh, Minecraft on the air, it's like nutty because it went from like less than 10 frames a second on Rosetta 2 to being native at like, you know, 60 frames. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was like, oh my God, like it suddenly works wonderfully. And like, I didn't even notice the air throttle after like playing for a long time. So yeah. Anyway, it ran really well. And guess what? It ran on battery for like, you know, it could run on battery for hours and not even blink. So, uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. So I, I really wish that people would give Mac OS kind of a try. I wish there was like a low effort way to give people like, uh, a, a uh, experience in Mac OS. You I could tell I mean? you, I could tell you right now that kind of on like the same token, yeah. I have a friend who was like diehard Android since Android launched. Never had an, an iPhone, never had anything, right? Just loved yeah. Android. Uh, and he's someone who's kind of smart with his money. And I say smart with his money because like if he if he, he buys a phone, he's going to run it to the ground, you know? Okay, and, yeah. I mean, that's and, smartest thing to do. Right. I mean, Got we're it. not like that because we like technology, but like that's how he is, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, like I respect he doesn't it. always need the best computer because his computer still works for what he does, you know? I love it. I, I respect people like that, yeah. But, but what were so, you saying about it, though? Right. So anyway, um, he um, he had a S10 Plus. Okay. And it's like a two-year-old phone now, and it's dead. It's dead. It, it was totally dead. So he actually reached out to me and said, and, and he's like, dude, my phone died. I'm like, dude, just get a fucking iPhone already. Just, just buy the iPhone. Just bite the bullet. Just make the switch. Yeah. So he did this back in September. He's been on a 13 Pro Max since then. And I literally just sent him a phone. I, I just said to him, phone check, like two or three days ago. And he said, absolutely loving it. I can't believe I didn't switch sooner. This is everything I've wanted. Exactly, dude. You know? So I, I think that once you get in the ecosystem, you're like, dang, yeah. dude, this works. It just works, dude. Like, um, it's just kind of magical in a way, in the way it works. I know that's kind of like the Apple fanboy thing to say. Yeah. But like when you, like I'm an IT person, I do IT for a living and I hate Same. when things just are pain in the ass, dude. Like oh, I, I, I deal with like, it at yeah, work yeah. all the time. And like, it's such a breath of fresh air to have something that just is rock solid. You know what I mean? And like, I felt like, uh, with the Mac specifically, uh, and iPhones also, they've just been really good. Like they, I've had the least issues with these devices than any other. And, Same. uh, I, I haven't had to reboot it. Like I did have issues where I've had to reboot before, but like that is the most I've ever had to deal with anything. And I it, think I, I, I was just gonna add, I, I think for me, like m- what was my gateway to getting a MacBook was people telling me about the battery life. Right. right. So like that was my gateway because uh, I had like powerful Windows laptops before and like it came down to the point. It's like, why am I buying a laptop that I could use portably for 35 minutes? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Or, 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 or like even two hours. Like, like, like what the hell? Like, that's not portable. No, you know what I mean? Not. That's like deploy and redeploy somewhere else. I know. You know? That's how I used to do laptops. Yeah. Like I, when I bought like this is way back, you know, when I had my uh uh, what was it? Razor Blade Pro 17. Cause that was like a desktop replacement. It was and like yeah, that yeah. thing could last on battery barely any time at all. So I basically like would unplug it, move to my next destination, plug it back in. It was right. never on battery, dude. Like it could not be on battery for very long. And like, even to this day, windows low, it doesn't even change with 12th gen. Like I'm sure that if you use integrated graphics, I'm sure that you could push these laptops to 
last longer, especially because now you have e-cores and stuff. So, like, maybe it's more efficient now. But sure. it's still not going to beat, like, uh, you know, your Apple equivalent laptops in, like, just performance per watt. Like, yeah. it's it's just not it's just not, not there. And, like, that's my, what makes uh, the M1 so magical, though. Is like, I think my, Go ahead. I think my meme light is here. It's got a doorbell. Oh, well, go grab it, dude. All right, I'll go grab it real quick. All right. You're it's back, here, dude. dude. It's here, the dude. Meme this is a nice light. packaging, dude. Show the camera. Show oh, the camera. Wide, Hold on. Let me dude. switch to Randy View. Randy View is online. Look at that. Screen bar plus. Look at that. It was okay back back where you were. But uh yeah, it looks pretty good, man. Let's bust it out, dude. You gonna unbox it on camera? You gonna give me your first uh first impressions of the Ben Q screen bar Candid. plus? I wanna hear it. Ooh. This is a weighty boy, dude. Yeah, dude. It's pretty good. Yeah, this well, it's a quality piece of equipment. It keeps on, uh, keeps it on your monitor. So while I unbox this, we can continue the conversation. I mean, I'll just set it up, dude. I don't even remember here. what we were talking about, dude. Twelfth gen. I think, 12th like, gen, I just wanted to summarize the, the, by saying, like, performance is nutty. Battery life isn't like nutty. It could be no, better. Yeah, battery life is basically what you would expect from your typical yeah. Windows laptop. Yeah, it's no different. Like to me, like the M1 MacBooks are kind of like this magical space. Like even the M1 Pro and Max chips don't really quite tickle that itch with performance sure. per watt. Because like my M1 Max laptop, I gotta charge that sucker. But like, it's kind of nutty what you can get out of like the M1, just base M1 for like, right. and it it's nice. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. Oh, so both cables come out of the controller. That's a nice yeah, touch. It is. It's pretty good. That's a nice touch. So the USB A end goes in the monitor, I believe, and the USB yeah. C end goes in the in the light itself. Yeah. I need a second to uh, adjust it. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. That's uh. That's really nice. Wow. That's a. That's a. That's a worthy purchase. That's a worthy purchase. Yeah, I like it because it doesn't like glare in your eyes or anything. Like no, some, it doesn't. Some lights will do that, but no, it like perfectly directs it down, so you you don't really see the light source like blinding you or anything, and you don't see the reflection of it or anything. So it's mm -hmm. like it's just solid, dude. No, no, good purchase, dude. Good, good, good recommendation. Good yeah, it's it's lit. How do I adjust temperature on this thing? You have to push the toggle button like on the left or There's on the right. Buttons. Sorry, the right button toggles between brightness and temperature oh look at that oh this thing gets super warm dude it does yeah you can get it as warm or as cool as you like all right cool i'm in i'm sold yeah and then the the button on the left is like auto brightness i don't want that yeah i, I find that it gets a little dim so i like yeah. to, i like to be manual with it positive purchase dude, it I, is, dude. I thought it was it worth is, it i'm glad that you think it's worth it man i do i yeah. do back to the back podcast, to the podcast so let's talk about so 12th gen do you got any last words on it i don't i i think i've pretty much covered you know the extent of my knowledge on it currently so yeah i don't know i'm excited that uh you know what's funny is like it took amd and apple both like to push intel to do anything worthwhile and now like they're coming back swinging so i'm really excited that we have competition. Competition I know, is good. Exciting. Real exciting. Real exciting. So I, I look forward to seeing more from Intel. I'm glad they're doing this stuff. Really, really great. They're going to push the industry to make even bigger and better changes. So I'm really hyped. But I want to move about move into the next topic, which is the Steam Deck. Steam Deck. Steam dude. Deck. So yeah. Steam Decks have been out in the wild. Developers have had their hands on them for some time now, and I've seen lots of uh, little leaks now and then of developers showing off their games running on the Steam Deck. And 
it seems like the general consensus among the devs is the Steam Deck is kind of awesome. You know, a lot of people are saying it, and uh, I think that's very exciting, especially because today Valve just announced on their Steam website here, and I'll show it to the viewers, uh, Steam Deck launching February 25th. So this is not truly a launch. This is technically when they're going to send out the emails for the, the I guess, the reservation holders, right? Uh, the first batch is coming out February 25th. If you are a early reservation holder, you will have priority in line. There is a queue, and whoever ordered first is in the front of that queue. Uh, so pay attention. If you're a Steam Deck, uh, if, if you're somebody holding a reservation, you may get an email on the 25th of February. And you'll have three days to buy it or to fulfill your actual uh, purchase or it'll go to the next person in queue. So uh, we'll definitely be talking about that as we approach February 25th. So it's very exciting. And uh, I know I'm super hyped about the Steam Deck, dude. How do you, are you are you still got that Steam Deck hype? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the Steam Deck is going to be one of those things I think is going to be super... I think it's going to complement my PC gaming perfectly. I think so too, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So it's going to be cool from two reasons for me. Like, I obviously love playing at my gaming PC, but sometimes you just want to like couch game mm-hmm. or like be on, like downstairs or something. Be mobile, and like the Steam Deck's going to let you play your Steam games, like especially the one and run them natively on the deck, which is awesome. Like, obviously, I can do Steam Link with a number of devices right now, and I find while that experience is good, it still comes with the compromises of having to rely on really great Wi-Fi or like uh, you know right, decent network right. connectivity. And, like, it can work, but it it does have issues. Like, I was downstairs on my laptop with Steam Link, and while I was able to get a good experience, I did have some hiccups. And I have, like, really good Wi-Fi with the Ubiquiti access points. They're not as good as some of the ones that you talk about, but they're really good. I got Wi-Fi 6 in my house. Like, it's really solid. I got three access points spread across, so I got really good coverage. And I still can't get, like, 100% reliable Steam Link. So I still think on-device... Gaming is uh, superior from streaming. Sure, sure. And I think that uh, the Steam Deck is going to be your biggest player there. Like, I, I really hope Monster Hunter R- Rise, the PC version, runs well on it because I'm I sure think it will, with Steam Link. Uh, sorry, not Steam Link. Uh, Was it Steam Save Sync shit? Steam Cloud Save. Um, I think that with that, like, you're going to be able to like take your Steam games on the go and then come and play at the desktop and like, I don't know, man. Uh, so I'm really hyped for the deck, man. Like, what do you think? I mean, I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm excited for it now that I'm kind of getting back into Steam gaming a little bit. Uh, so I'd say that my my hype has kind of increased. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out a few things that concern me a little bit. Um, I've been kind of hearing some mixed mixed things on Proton. I, I mean, you probably know more about it than I have. So Yeah, sure. So uh, tell me what you've heard, and I'll tell you uh, what I've heard. I've heard that uh, Proton may not be as good as we're hoping it to be at launch, and some of the compatibility is still a little bit wonky. Yeah, so let um, me talk. Speak. Let me speak to what I know, and then uh, if it contradicts what you know, let me know. So we we should probably explain what Proton is first, if you can. Yeah, do exactly. That. So yeah. what I have is the ProtonDB.com uh, pulled up. This is the uh, Proton database that will show you like proton compatibility and what it is is proton you can see it tells you what is proton db what is proton and i'll just read it straight from the proton db site it says proton is a new tool 
released by Valve Software, and has been integrated with Steam Play to make playing Windows games on Linux as simple as hitting the play button within Steam. So ultimately, it lets you play Steam games, uh, Windows-based Steam games, on Linux-based platforms with just the click of a button. Right, it makes it so it does all the translation with things like Wine and other mm. technologies to be able to play your Windows-based games on Linux. And as we sure. know, the Steam Deck is going to run Linux, uh, at least by default. Like they say, it's a PC. You can run Windows on it, but it's not going to be optimal for several reasons. Windows is a little bloated, right? So if you want the best battery life uh, you can get out of a mobile device, which I think most people do on a mobile device, you're going to want to try and run through um, Proton. And the nice thing is it's not like an emulation layer, right? It's like a translation translation layer it does like the uh uh, the the translation with the different technologies that are proprietary to windows and it just translates them to linux so it does come to as uh with an overhead but very minimal very minimal overhead from my experience with this sort of thing and i think that what you're going to get is uh you're going to get some games that work really well some games that don't so you can see on the proton db website here when they talk about the top 10 games, they rate their compatibility from anywhere between native, meaning it, it has a Linux version, all the way from platinum, gold plus, silver plus, bronze plus, and borked. So they, they have a, a rating scale on how well games work. You can see in the top uh, most popular games, which conveniently, you know, Valve's always going to top the Steam charts, it seems like. But, right, right. You know, and Valve's going to support their, you know, the Steam Deck. They want Proton to succeed, so they're going to push to make sure their games work well on it. So Counter-Strike, you know, Go and Dota 2 are going to be up there. Games that have heavily, uh, you know, they have very heavy, um, what do you call it, um, either DRM or uh, some sort of anti-cheat Maybe PUBG and Apex Legends, those games are going to be the ones that struggle. And while Valve has worked with many of the major uh, anti-cheat, uh, I guess, um, software engineers or, uh, I guess, anti-cheat companies sure. uh, to, to have Proton and Linux support, uh, it's still a little bit up to the uh, game devs themselves to implement that stuff. So we have games that struggle with it. Grand Theft Auto Five is uh, it looks like it's uh, whatever yellow is. What is that bronze right now? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. You know, if I click on that, okay, sorry, it's gold rated. So they're saying Monster Hunter Rise is gold rated. If you read through here, like this is the game I care about right now. I just got done talking about Monster Hunter Rise. A lot of people are saying the game crashes while compiling shaders, and this is just running in Linux, right? Like you know, you can run Proton today on uh, on Linux distros and try it out. And, mm-hmm. and we expect it to, you know, be the same way when we get uh, the Steam Deck, you know, uh, Proton right. compatibility. I don't really expect it to be any better or worse than it would be on any other Linux distro. So I think if you get quirks today, you're probably going to get quirks when the Steam Deck comes out. I don't anticipate any major changes. But the interesting thing about these reports is they can tell you what Linux distros, what kernel people are running, and their basic hardware stuff on these reports. And some people will tell you, the game crashes while compiling shaders. That's interesting, but most people can get it to work even online, um, and I think that that's pretty. Uh, I think that's a good outlook for people like me who can tinker anything to make it work. I just got done saying that I spent like two to three hours getting uh, Minecraft to work natively on my Mac. You know what I mean? I can make Monster Hunter Rise run well on the Steam Deck confidently, right? Like if this many people can make it work. 
I can get it to work on the Steam Deck pretty flawlessly. I I I would argue that I probably could do that. That's a, you know, that's my guess. So I mean, so what have you heard about Proton, and what gives you sort of like a I don't know a, what what forms your opinion around it? Because sure, sure. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of pulling up the article r- really quick just so I can kind of formulate my thought properly. Yeah, sure. Uh, like, because there's no guarantee games will run on it, right? Um, it's it's one of those things. Here's the thing with the Steam Deck: if you can't get it to run uh, in Proton, and you really want to play it, you could put Windows on it. Um, as mm-hmm. of right now, like they have said that you could do that. Um, they said you won't want to do it, but you could do it. And I think that that's going to be good enough for most people. I think you're going to have a subset of people that they don't want to deal with Proton and they just want to play their games. So they'll right. put Windows on it. And, right. you know, maybe they'll put Windows 11 on it. Who knows? So, and I, I think that that's fine, but I'm going to try my best not to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm going to work with the quirks uh, that Proton so has until so I can't anymore. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I don't foresee myself finding a game that, I think that in the rare, rare instance where there's a game that won't run through Proton, I'll probably just Steam Link it from my main PC. Um, stream it. And that's going to be a rare occasion, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think I, I I think my biggest concern is is newer games not getting Proton support, right? So I don't know how that works, but like uh, right. I, j- just from reading like the Halo subreddit, right? Like uh, Halo Infinite won't even open, even the Steam version won't even open. Yeah. So um, people are saying, yeah, this is a th- it's borked right now. So yeah, like here I'll pull up the website for the viewers out there. So Halo Infinite, if I uh, show more here, I'm looking at the most popular games. Halo Infinite's clearly red here, and they just said, uh, yeah, game starts in small window for one frame, then instantly crashes. So basically, it's not gonna work. Uh, right. You know, it, it's it looks like it's just straight borked right now. Um, and it might be because, do you think it's like a DirectX 12 problem, maybe? I don't know what it is, but uh, it, it raised some concerns. And then some other people brought it up as well mm. with people who are using Proton on Linux that there's really no descript time frame of when like newer... I want to say like AAA games because like mostly indie games are okay. Shockingly, yeah. they get better development. Um, uh, will not really work maybe a week, a month, two months after they launch. So... Ooh. So, like, for me, I I was like, oh, this will be great. You know, like, I could play games like God of War on my computer, go on my couch, play on my Steam Deck. Right. So, let me let me find God yeah. of War, dude. So, right now, it's gold-rated. I'll just um, use that as, a, as, as, as an example, you know? So yeah. yeah. No, I think that it's one of those things there. It's not going to be 100% solid. I think that if you want an experience that you can guarantee your games are going to run, uh, you're, you're going to have to install Windows, but... Uh, hopefully Proton is good enough to where I'm not inclined to do that. And if I do have to install Windows, I wonder how hard it's going to be to set up a Windows partition and dual boot because I think for most of the time, if I can be in uh, Steam OS, I will. Mm-hmm. But it might be nice to have a smaller Windows partition for those occasional games that are just borked. And uh, right. that's why I'm kind of happy to be paying for the largest uh, storage capacity available 
in the Steam I, I, Deck. Yeah, I, I mean, I went the same route. I, I think it was mostly for the screen. Like, isn't the screen different? Yeah, I so. think that uh, the screen's slightly different. Like, the actual display is the same, but the... Mm-hmm. Like, it's either going to be, like, a Gorilla Glass or, like, a Nano Texture Glass or something different about it. But, yeah, it's supposed to be more premium. Right. And so I went for that. But I did want the higher capacity storage, so I decided to fork out the extra cash. And, honestly, for the price, I think it was, like, pretty good. I think so, too. I wanted the faster storage, not just the bigger mm-hmm. storage either. So, um, and I'm really curious on, like, uh, actually, I'll have to look at the teardowns again because I want to know how, because obviously it's upgradable. They say that it's, like, a you can just put M.2s in it, I think. So, it's like, can I just slap a, like, 2 terabyte M.2 in it? Like, Do you know if it's, like, that newer, smaller form factor size or if it's the, the full size? Um, uh, hold on, let me do Steam Deck teardown. And see if I can find it. Because they, they had the teardown video. Hold on. I'm just going to show the viewers what I'm looking at. So, DuckDuckGo. I'm looking at the images here. Um, I don't see the M.2. Hold on. Oh, that's not high enough resolution. They have a video on YouTube with the teardown, if you didn't know. We talked about I, it I, on I've the seen, earlier. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't remember to be to be totally frank with okay, you. Okay, so I'm looking at hold on, I'm looking at this picture here. I see a battery, weird shaped battery. Okay, this is the cooling. I don't see it. It's probably I wonder if it's under the battery. Dang, dude. I can't tell on this picture. But it's gonna be upgradable. I know that because people have talked about buying the cheapest tier and then just throwing their own drive in it. Uh-huh. Um and if that's the case, that's pretty cool. Okay, this one's a little bit further toward down. That looks like the M.2. So it's tiny, though. It's like a little tiny. That might be the Wi-Fi adapter. It's so small. Uh, no, because like that's the kind that's 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 like the newer standard that's in like the the Microsoft Xbox Series expansion card. Okay, I, this picture is kind of low res, so I can't. Um, Isn't that in the, in the bottom left there? Yeah, that square. Yeah, yeah, that's the that SSD. looks like it because it's got like a. Yeah, uh, that's it. It's almost sure. like a heat sink. On yeah. It. Uh, well, a, what do they call that? Um, heat shield? The, yeah. Yeah. The heat shield or whatever yeah. on, on top. Cause it, okay. So it's tiny dude. That's a tiny little M.2. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the new kind that's in the, the, like the expansion cards. Yeah. For the, and we're going to have uh, the 512 one, dude. Like that's dense. That's really mm-hmm. dense. Yeah. Um, like how much, I wonder what the largest capacity they sell right now is for that. And it's well, got to be busted price, right? Well, Microsoft has a one terabyte for the Xbox Series X that I have. And okay. they just announced a two terabyte one. Oh, so. well, that's great. So we're going to, I mean, they're only going to get bigger as time goes on too. So, but like 512 will be good. But like if I start loading up, games are huge, dude. AAA games are huge. How big is God of War? Uh, God of War is kind of small well, it, it, for, it's, for, for what it is, right? It makes sense um, because it's like, uh, it's, you know, designed for console, so they don't want it to be too big. Well, I mean, and they probably have I, I mean, Call of Duty is, 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 is designed for console, oh, right? Oh my God. Yeah. And that thing's, so, uh, uh, yeah. do you know how big that is, dude? Games are big. Game is, games are huge. So it depends on what you install. My God of War install folder is calculating it's calculating yeah, dude. yeah 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 it's got to be big right like i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess before you even tell me okay oh man okay you said it's small dude uh, 70 it's, it's, gigs dude 65 
Oh, I was close. Yeah, you are close. I was dude. close. Yeah. I had a guess. Uh, 65, okay, smaller than I thought, though. Yeah. But still pretty chunky, right? Like, how yeah. many games are you going to fit on a Steam Deck? Si- like, 65 gigs. Like, how big is the smallest Steam Deck storage option? That's like... <laughs> that's is, like yeah. the whole thing not even yeah. like because i'm pretty sure they don't include like the os uh install size uh <laughs> hold on I'm, I'm pulling up the steam deck page dude 64 gig emmc drive is the smallest but you have a micro sd card so you could throw that in people have been putting games on there too so that you know you know how it's f- slow though it yeah, is right? it's slower but uh you know some games that don't really hurt to have uh I think for me, like, I would load up an SD card with, like, emulators, right? Like, the... Right. Like, because I don't really care, like... Because once a game's loaded into memory, it's kind of, like... It's kind of loaded, right? Like, for older retro titles. Because they're so... They're kind of small, so... It's like, you know... For, like, more intense titles, maybe storage speed comes into account. But, like, for emulation, typically not. No, no. You're right there. So, like, that would be where you want to load up, like, your... Maybe, like, games that are just, like, either too big or, like don't matter so much on load times but uh yeah i don't know man but anyway that's really all i had to say about the steam deck dude it's coming i'm really excited still um i cannot wait we're gonna have maximum coverage when that starts coming out and hitting our uh when that comes out dude oh my god i'm gonna cover the shit out of that um i uh what's the word i'm looking for i just hope that it's uh it's good. And, 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 and that sounds like a very general statement, right? But like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like valve is one of those companies who makes, who basically every hardware attempt they've had, right. they kind of, I don't want to say that, 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 that they've abandoned the index, but like, there's still nothing I really want to play on it. And like their steam controller it was kind of abandoned, right? Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of bad because I think that they were thinking, well, if we build it and it's good, that developers are just going to flock to it and it's going to be this, but it doesn't work like that. Like so many times have we seen good hardware just underutilized, like right, ever since right. like the Sega Saturn for me, like I, and then the Sega Dreamcast, like it was great hardware revolutionary for the time, but like nobody built for it. Mm-hmm. And like, it kind of died. Like the PlayStation was under, uh, like look at the game gear versus game boy. Like the game gear was like superior on a technical level, but it, it like took like six batteries and lasted like less than four hours. And, and then you needed six brand new double A's like, and then the cheaper game boy, more accessible game boy, like exploded in popularity. And it was like, yeah, it was technically inferior, but it just won. And like, that's what I'm worried about with the right, Steam Deck. Because right. if, like, yeah. you know, it, I, I'm just going to put on... I'm on the Steam Deck subreddit for those sure. that are viewers. And I'm looking at the top post this month. And I'm just looking at the Steam Deck compared to the Switch. And I think a lot of people are making this comparison with the Switch because it's a very Switch-like device. And I'm just thinking, is this a Game Boy versus Game Gear scenario right here? Where you're going to have the Steam Deck, like, go into obscurity uh, versus things like the easy and accessible Nintendo Switch? And I just don't know. I think that you're going to have a niche market that get the Steam Deck. You have a lot of people excited. But I don't know if it's going to meet uh, meet that mass market appeal that's really going to bring it into, like, permanent product territory. You know what I mean? Right. I think Because, like, there's other people. Like, did you see that uh, Linus covered recently? Uh, it was like a – what the heck was that thing? It was like another portable thing like the Steam Deck. Did you see that? It's kind of cool. 
I did see it. I did see it. Uh, it's more expensive, and it looks oh objectively God. worse. It is. I think. It's. Um, I think the screen might be better. I think it's like a 1080p or something. Uh, no, it's 720p. Uh, oh well, then yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just objectively worse then. Uh, but like, and they're expensive. Um, like, what was it, twelve hundred dollars or something? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Uh, to see if I could just. Oh God. <laughs> I'm pulling it up. What's this thing called? I forget. It's a weird name. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to see what the heck it's called. It's a... Uh, it's like, couldn't you just tell me what it is in the title, dude? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's like another one of those pocket handhelds. Here, I'll just kind of show it off since I'm talking about Linus Tech Tips here. Uh, look, it looks like a Steam Deck, but it's it's kind of a little different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these devices aren't new. Like we've seen a lot of devices like this come out. I think what's new is they're actually kind of good enough to talk about now. And we like, they have enough performance and stuff and battery life. Like they're kind of making a, uh, an actual like workable product now. I think that's what we're seeing because we've right. seen portable windows stuff for a long time. We have, but we they've have. sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've sucked. They've been, like interesting, but then nothing I would spend money on. No. You know? So like the the Steam Deck seems like the first thing that I'm putting down money for, you know? Yeah. Like the GPD win and stuff, like uh yeah. what is it? The GPD products. Like I think that was like the first set of portable like little products that piqued my interest, but it, it was always very expensive and it was always very much like not very like good enough to where I'd right. buy it. Right. Like look at the GPD dot hk website they got like all kinds of different little portable devices oh wow look at these look at these boys do you see have you been on here have you looked no. at this stuff they got like they they do this portable stuff like pretty well but like very expensive like mm-hmm. for for a lot of this stuff yeah and uh very expensive very expensive wow, wow. Uh, yeah. like over a thousand dollars for a lot of it the cheapest kind of like value thing you could get um I'm trying to think of what which one it was. I don't even see it on here anymore. But it was like a, I think it was Android based. Um, shoot, I don't even see it in, on here anymore. GPD Win Three, maybe. I don't, I don't. And that's like I'm on Pocket Three. I think the one I'm looking at. I'm looking at the Win Three, and if I buy it, oh my god. Well, that's like a Windows based one. It's like over a thousand dollars. It's like eleven thirty six on AliExpress, right? And this thing looks like nothing. Like the Steam Deck is way better value than this. Like I think it's game breaking how good the Steam Deck is value wise. Because if you go to the Steam Deck, you know, if you go on the Steam Deck website, you can have it for as little as four hundred dollars, and the best one six forty nine. That's like half the price uh, mm-hmm. from anything else on the market. That's busted, right? So. It's like, can you really even compete against the Steam Deck? Not really. So I think the Steam Deck, that's what makes it so exciting, is it's the first device in its category to be just like kind of game-breaking in in the performance and also in uh, price. So I think it's actually at that entry point where it could be successful. But I recommend if anyone's interested in the Steam Deck, check out the Steam Deck web uh, subreddit. And check it out. It's filled with a lot of information. A, a lot of there's good a information. lot of good stuff. Yeah. Devs have been leaking stuff. This person connected six Bluetooth controllers. I just saw that. Like I just saw at that. once. Like 
how cool is that dude like one guy was like dude imagine being able to like invite your buddies over everyone brings like a different wireless controller over and you like play like the sick four player couch co-op pc games there are out there It'd be like great. plug it into your tv with USB-C, like hdmi dongle they're like blam everyone's hooked up that's gonna be sick i can't wait to have that like yeah. i'm gonna invite buddies yeah. over and we're just gonna like plug in we're gonna have everybody bring controllers over they like ps4 controllers so be it xbox whatever and we're just fucking game dude like, it, it's gonna it, be, it seems like a really good situation yeah i can't wait to yeah. use it on my tv so like a like uh hopefully they build a dock for this thing or something like i think it'd be cool i don't think they did they have a dock in their uh they had it hooked up to monitors, but I didn't know if it, it was a dock. It, it, it wasn't a dock, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think Steam it was Deck a, Dock. Deck Dock, dude. Is, is that what it... Deck y- yeah, Dock? Yeah, dude. The Steam Deck will not boost performance on dock. It, it, do, it does have a dock. Oh, okay. It, Hardware? It does have a dock, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm trying to see if that has a dock in the... The official dock will be sold separately and at a later date. Okay, yeah. So word. what I'm seeing yeah. here uh, for the viewers out there, they can you can see it here. It's basically, guys, you don't need a dock with this thing. It looks right. pretty. But you don't really need one because, like, it just has the USB-C on top. You see how it's kind of jank? I don't know if you can see that. I'm on the Steam Deck hardware website uh, uh, webpage, and they just have, like, a picture of uh, it docked as a PC. And, uh, yeah, it's just a USB-C cable, guys. Like, any USB-C dongle you got is going to work with it. Like, I think Linus plugged in a random one. I don't, I don't remember. But, like, I got a ton of these because I have a Mac, and I'm living that dongle life, dude. Like... These are going to work great for the deck. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know, man. I think it's going to be awesome. But let's move on, dude, um, to our last topic. Um, I don't really have much to say about it, man. Galaxy Unpacked coming yeah. next month, February. I think the only thing that I'm really excited to see, because like if I get a phone that's not an iPhone, it would be a foldable, and there probably won't be any foldables at this e- e- event. No. So what are they going to have, dude? What are they announcing? I want to see if the S22 Ultra has an S Pen in it. That's kind of the only thing I really care about. Well, they killed the Note, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and did the the previous S22, or sorry, the S21 and the S21 Ultra, did they have S Pens? No, they didn't. Only the Note line did. So this will be a change then. So we'll see if they add it. I bet you they will, dude. What do you think? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, th- I, I, I think the S22 Ultra will have an S Pen in it. Yeah, which I think is the right play. Um, but it's weird that they would kill the Note brand for it. I think they just had too much overlap between too their different... Too many phones, yeah. Yeah, too many yeah. phones. Like how many... Samsung have a ton of phones. You know, you got the like... Uh, what is it? The FE? They got like a bunch of shit. They, they, they have the whole like A series budget line. Right. Which makes sense for people that are looking for that budget phone, but like they had too many flagships, you know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I, I was just kind of like, do they need that? And I don't think they. I think even Samsung was like, nah, we don't need it. So I don't know, man. Like, I'm not really excited about whatever Samsung put out, dude. I think it's just gonna be another phone. I think so too. I think so too. I, I was just curious to see if if it would have an S Pen or not. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. We'll see, dude. Like, I'm, I, I think Samsung are still killing it. In some aspects, like they still think they have a great folding phone, although there's been some other folder foldables that uh, have been getting talked about by YouTubers and the like. And yeah, I, I, I think Google is filing a patent for one now, too. So patents, dude. Fuck patents. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck patents, dude. We yeah. Don't, we don't need any more uh, slowing down innovation with patents, but whatever. 
Um, I don't know. Folding phones are kind of good. I right, I still I love agree. mine. I still you you sold your phone. I still love mine, dude. I don't think I could give it up. Uh, I I don't blame you. Like like there are days now that I miss it, but then yeah. I also think, but I I I'm just in that nice ecosystem. Let me tell you, you what know? I'm gonna do, dude. I, there's no way I'm getting rid of this fold, but I'm definitely mm. getting an iPhone. I'm gonna be a two phone person. Two phone boy, dude. Yeah. Maybe a, boy. Because like to me, like I won't YouTube on an iOS device because right. I can't right. get ad block. I can't get yeah uh, sponsor block. I tried to switch you. to Safari, but I can't even do that because there's no sponsor block on Safari. Right. And like I I can't like once you have it, you don't want to give it up. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like I really want to go to Safari, but if I can't Reddit because they don't have Reddit enhancement suite and I can't can't YouTube uh because I don't have sponsor block, it's kinda like that's what I do on the web, dude. Like Yeah, no, I get it. I you get know what it. I mean? Yeah. So uh I don't know. So that's my opinion on that. But yeah, I don't know, man. Foldables are kind of busted. I what do you think, dude? Like I think out of Samsung, I just want to see the next foldable from them okay. because like I hope that they can innovate, uh push foldables beyond what we have in the fold three in some way. I think the fold three is kind of perfect, but like I think that with what other people are doing, like they could do even better. So I don't know. I'm really excited. Uh, to see the next evolution, maybe yeah. you know, yeah, maybe I think, so too. I think if anything, I think you need, can make like, it some, thinner, which would I be kind of scary. Some, some some Western competition, you know what I mean? So, where are we getting that? Not maybe from Google, maybe Google, because not yeah. from Microsoft, dude. Their phone flapped. Yeah, dude. they're foldable because well, I wanted it didn't to fold, be, dude. There was two screens. It, yeah, it, it, it was a hinge. It was yeah. a hinge. It wasn't a fold. Microsoft made good hinges, but uh, we don't want that in our phones. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, bro. But uh yeah, I don't know, man. Not not much to say about it. I what about tablets, dude? You think we'll get those or is this just like a pure phone thing? We may get a tablet. I mean, it, it, it's a possibility. I did see some links about about the new tablet coming out. Yeah. But it's kind of like it's kind of like we talked about like maybe 10 podcasts ago, right? Like the iPad is just so refined that it's very hard to I think that You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but like I, I think about it and like Android tablets you know, what makes Samsung specifically cool is Dex because you can yeah. like go into Dex mode. And that's kind of cool. I like Dex mode a lot. Like I wish Samsung Dex was more refined because like I think like there's kind of this future where the only device you use is like your phone and then you dock it. And then like now you have a desktop class experience and then you undock it. And now you're in the phone class experience. And like being able to lump all those things into one device, that's kind of busted. And but like Dex isn't quite good enough to be perfect. But like you no, see people online like it. do like the Dex like only setups, mm-hmm. and like it's kind of neat, you know. I think so too. I think so too. I think it's really neat. Yeah. But like I would still have like the iPad only setup though. I think that that works better. If I don't disagree with you, yeah. Uh, I just think that. Uh, uh, iOS apps are more refined. Yeah, I know. I just, I think I just have uh, like this hope that we'll get some competition, like with the in the tablet space, like serious competition. Because yeah, Apple's just killing it. I think part of it's Google's fault, though. You know what I mean? Like Apple um, made clear division between phone and and tablet apps, right? Sure. Like, and I, I think that was important because. Android doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of just uh 
the way that the apps kind of translate between phone and tablet mode isn't always like as elegant as it probably could be. So part of it's really Google probably, but I don't know. But yeah, man, Galaxy Unpacked. That's really what I want to talk about, man. You yeah. want to wrap it? I think so, dude. Let's wrap it I up. Think that, I, I think that was a good, a good cast, dude. We got a lot of info out there. A lot of info. Well, a lot of conversation. Yeah, a lot of conversation, man. I, you know, I don't know. We'll talk about more stuff next week, I'm sure. But it's been kind of slow this week. Alder Lake was like the coolest thing, you know. Really excited to see where laptops go. Uh, with Intel and stuff, and yeah, it's exciting landscape for yeah, sure. It is. I it, it's gonna really really make that M2 launch a little bit more interesting. I think, dude, that's coming too. When, yeah. When's that coming? Shit, quarter two, quarter two, man, quarter three. Quarter, dude, maybe? this year's gonna be exciting, man. Yeah. Anyway, that's been the Technosthetic Podcast. Check them out. Check us out on YouTube, everywhere else, and we'll see you guys on the next one later. later.